guys, James from Bolt Bros here. Let's talk about who actually could be there at 21 officially. Um, and I'm going to base it upon a mock draft that Peter King did. So I feel like he always has a pretty good ear to the ground, kind of knows what's really going on. But, you know, once again, it's fully a crapshoot, guys. So let's get into it, boys. Bolt Bros, let's go. Let's pull up this mock draft that Peter King did. And, uh, you know, once again, I always kind of feel like Peter King's kind of one of those guys that kind of knows and understand what's really happening in the NFL. But it's funny and ironic at the same side how I think that um, he says something in the article that makes me laugh. Um, so Peter King um, basically talked about with the one GM that he actually chatted with. I do this for a living, and my mock draft will be no more accurate than yours. We all think that we know, but we really don't know. And, you know, the thing is, though, it's funny about it is that nobody knows what's really happening. And then I'm sure they're going through a million different scenarios just to try to find out who's doing what or whatnot. So I thought it was an interesting line here. He says, let me tell you about the GM with the pick in the top 10 for the second straight year. Last year, I was 90% sure of our pick before the draft. He said, this year, I'm 25% sure. It's just nobody knows. Nobody knows what's happening here. And you start hearing things about Will Levis being potentially the first pick now after kind of for some reason or another going upwards in in betting lines um, from second to first now. I mean, wild to think that Bryce Young would not be the first pick going to the Panthers. But apparently Will Levis is saying that he is going to the Panthers. So I don't even know what's really happening here, but it's just a weird, weird thing all around for draft. So who knows? Who knows what's going on? But it'll be solidified here in the next couple of days, too. I, I did want to say a talking point, too. GM-wise, um, Tom Telesco had his um, press conference the other day, or actually yesterday. He talked about even doing a lot of the mock drafts online and saying it was a fantastic tool for him. And he said he's been doing it plenty of those every single day. And now, once again, it's kind of cool that he's using the tools that we essentially use. Um, now, once again, does it even mean anything? Not really, but, you know, somewhere or another, it can potentially um, help you out um, just for scenarios purposes, what players might be able to land for them at 21. But I'm sure they've had a nauseum level of going over various scenarios for their pick at 21. So it's interesting to see. Um, you know, one thing that I like that he said, too, is he talked about, that J.C. Jackson is looking pretty good, and um, he's looking like he could potentially be ready for camp. I think that's exciting. I did look at patellar tendon recovery. It did say about six months. It's potential that we could see him in camp. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That, to me, shakes up the draft a little bit for us because why would we go high on a cornerback when he could potentially have J.C. Jackson back? Now, once patellar tendons go out – there's no guarantee by any means that it's actually going to heal very well, that he'll be at full strength. But I love hearing that. And I'd love to see JC Jackson on the field. I will have a stellar backfield having him back there. So I think he would be phenomenal uh, to be able to be back. So, and one out of the last point, just before I get into the mock draft, Tom Telesco talked about that. Hey, this is kind of more of a luxury draft for him. Um, the way that he's stating as we don't have any pressing needs, but we have needs for depth. And 
that's the big thing about us. I mean, I do, and we have been talking a lot here on the Bolt Bros podcast that, hey, we got to think about next year. What are we going to do with the contracts at? So we have about 120 million plus tied up in four players. Plus, we're going to add Justin Herbert on top of that, too. So there is a level of understanding <clears throat> um, that we need to find depth because there could be shifting around in 2024 uh, for players that are on the team, too. So and then on top of that, he really didn't give us any information about what he's trying to do anyway. So we'll we'll just move on from that. But I'm looking forward to it. So let's get in the mock draft. Let's see who's really going to be available at 21, by the way. So obviously, we're not going to be looking too much at quarterbacks. I still say Carolina's going to go with Bryce Young for number one pick. Houston, Tyree Wilson for pick two. Uh, Tennessee with a trade-up scenario to go to Arizona and getting C.J. Stroud. You know, that's an interesting one because they're talking about moving on from the third-round pick last year for their quarterback. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they don't feel very confident about him, do they? Um, I mean, I remember he came up against us in um, uh, when we played Tennessee last year. And, uh, you know, it didn't seem – like he was really ready, maybe he's still not ready, but Malik Willis is not looking like he's working out with the team. Maybe there's something a little bit more going on internally with Malik Willis uh, for the Tennessee Titans, but they do got to think about Ryan Tannehill at some point. Are they going to give up him or are they move on from him? It's crazy because Tom Telesco did talk about that there's a good chance about six quarterbacks in the first 15 picks that can be picked up. Wow, that would be incredible. And, you know, right here, we go and move on from the third pick from CJ Stroud. We get Will Levis to going to Indianapolis. You still got uh, Anthony Richardson available out there. Seattle getting Jalen Carter massive for them. And then Detroit getting Will Anderson. <clears throat> Vegas getting Devin Witherspoon cornerback. Bajan Robinson going to Atlanta. Once again, guys, I think we have kind of a pipe dream thought of trying to get Bajan Robinson at 21. There is too many teams in front of him that I think could go after him. I mean, Detroit potentially could be a team that goes after him. They, they have a little bit of need there, too. Seattle probably won't be one of those. Indianapolis won't be one of those. But I do feel that even potentially Vegas, what if they did want to move on from their running back? I mean, they only have him under a, a, a franchise tag at this point. Um, what if they did want to go after, you know, John Robinson? Yikes. Think about that. I'd hate to be able to see him every single week. But Josh Jacobs is a stud. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting thing to see where that pans out with that one. But Atlanta, being on the Outer Your Falcon Mind podcast, everybody wants John Robinson there. So big time there. Even Chicago is an, an option. Philadelphia is an option, too. I mean, I just don't think he's coming out of the top 10, in my opinion. I think he's staying in the top 10, and I think he knows that. So moving on, Chicago goes with Paris. Johnson, Jr. tackle. Definitely need to build that O-line. Philadelphia gets Nolan Smith. Um, big move for them. Now, once again, I'm going to say that scenario that we chatted about with Austin Eckler potentially getting traded to Philadelphia, I think that really will, could materialize, I should say, if Bijan Robinson ends up getting picked up by Falcons. So we'll see how it goes. I think there's going to be some day of trade that are going to happen quite a bit. So the Arizona trade trading back, they get Christian Gonzalez cornerback. I think it's very needed for them. They do need a little bit more depth on that cornerback position and a little bit more youth all around there too. Plus a Jonathan Gannon 
as a coach now, so a defensive-minded guy there. All right, Hendon Hooker gets picked up at 12. You know, Anthony Richardson's still out there, crazy. So Houston goes later on the quarterback with Hooker. Uh, Broderick Jones, tackle to the Jets. Actually, that's shifted now. I think that flipped a little bit now uh, because they have the 15 now. So we'll see where that pans out there. Uh, New England, Peter Skoronsky, tackle guard, Northwestern, Green Bay. Dalton Kincaid, first tight end off the board at 15. Green Bay is the 13th pick now, not the uh, 15th pick anymore. Now that is where the Jets would pick. So it'd be interesting to see if at 13 they go after Dalton Kincaid. Washington, Brian Branch, safety. Um, good pickup for him. But now here's where the first wide receiver gets picked up for Pittsburgh. Jackson Smith, Najiba, I think is how you pronounce his last name. First time adding him uh, to that team, keeping a youthful presence for their wide receivers over at uh, Pittsburgh. What's interesting to me is I think Jordan Addison might have been a better pick, in my opinion, for them, just for the fact of that they do have a quarterback that has worked with him at Pitt. So it would be kind of a, a very, very seamless kind of transition for them uh, as wide receiver. I'm not saying Jackson Smith is not a bad wide receiver. He's a very good wide receiver, but I do think that would be interesting to put Addison back together with him. So Pittsburgh goes wide receiver with JSN. And then Detroit, Deontay Banks quarterback, build up that, that um, uh, back end of their defense after getting rid of Jeff Okuda too, to Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay goes with Darnell Wright tackle. And then Zay Flowers at 20 to Seahawks, man. Jeez Louise, they're just building those wide receivers over there. I mean, that, that is a deep, deep class of wide receivers up there for uh, Geno Smith. Now we're at 21 picks. So this is where it is. Who would be available based upon Peter King's mock draft at 21? Me personally, I really think it would be awesome to be able to go at Kalijah Kansi. I think it would be great to be able to even potentially go in a, uh, a defensive end if possible. There's a couple of guys out there that are available in that level. Or, you know, even just to go with a wide receiver at this point, is it that high of a priority for this team? My personal opinion, I think we could get speed if we want speed later on in the draft. Heck, we even have a draft next year, right? We could potentially even go after another guy next year. What if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available for us? He might be a very, very high-level guy for us next year, but that's one of those guys you think about for next year. But at pick 21, Peter King has us selecting Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC. You know, I think if you get a pick like this and Jordan Addison, I think you're going to say, hey, this is where we're going to shift next year as a team. You know, we're going to say hopefully Joshua Palmer basically continues to grow a lot with us next year, which I think he had a great year last year. Um, I think he's going to grow a lot in year three. Then you got Jordan Addison who would be able to – a similar guy, in my opinion, is Keenan Allen with a little bit more deep-out ability. Um, he's kind of a guy, even based upon what he said here, he basically pit catching 100 balls, best receiver in college football in 2021, then basically got went to USC, got 59 balls, totally different offense, mentally, physically tough, versatile-type player, 60% in the slot. So he's kind of, in my opinion, very, very similar to where Keenan Allen could be a great route runner to be able to do well – in the inside of the field, but then also 40% is outside of or outside or deep out routes um, for um, his route running ability. So it really 
gives us a little bit more of a versatile type player. I do think he's very similar, my opinion, as Keenan Allen. But that's going to be an interesting pickup if that does happen. So at this point, you got to think 21. Kalaja Kansi wasn't even picked up. That's kind of crazy to think about that he did not get picked up. Was it a size ability that people were a little bit scared about? I mean, the guy's an athletic freak. Nobody picked him up so far in the first round. Crazy to think about that. You know, you start thinking about other wide receivers that are out there, too. There's a lot of guys out there that could be available for us at this point. I mean, I think there was literally not one defensive tackle. uh, Excuse me. Jalen Carter got picked up kind of early on. But then even to the same side, Quentin Richardson didn't even get picked up at this point. So it's wild. Moving on. So players that could be available based upon Peter King, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback. I don't think that's a big thing for us at that point. I think that J.C. Jackson has a pretty good look so far for his health. So I think I'm excited to be able to see him on the field. Anthony Richardson gets picked up by the Vikings. We don't really need a quarterback that good. This is the one that I think Lucas Van Ness would be one of the other guys I would really look at at 21 if he's available. I think that guy could be a great, great addition for us. I'm a big fan of Iowa guys. and I think he would be an awesome, awesome situation for us. So, so he played basically all of his snaps and outside rusher in the last two years. We know what's going on with Joey Bosa and generally his health. You know, Khalil Mack was very, very solid for us last year, but we need to have a contingency plan for a third outside rusher for us. And I think Lucas Van Ness would probably be, my opinion, high level kind of guy to be able to pick up if he's available at 21. So Michael Meyer is tight end. He's available. Remember when Telesco loves his tight ends or excuse me, I shouldn't say tight ends, Notre Dame guys. For a long time, he kept picking a lot of players from Notre Dame. And maybe this is where you pick them at. I personally think we could wait on a tight end at this point. Edge and wide receiver, personally, in my opinion, is nose tackle. I think defensive line, build that line up as much as we possibly can is a high priority. So Giants get Michael Meyer, Mayer, excuse me, Michael Meyer, as I always think of the, you know, the guy the movie, um, the movie guy, (laughs) Joey Porter Jr. was available for us at 21. That would be wild to be able to see if we could go after him. Brand Staley loves his cornerbacks, right? Adding another guy like that to that level is, it could be solid for us. I mean, just Sir Taylor is a guy that you would assume is going to get a higher amount of snaps, which I think he did phenomenal for us. Could be a very, very good late round pick that worked out really well for us, but crazy. If you think you could get Joey Porter Jr. There. Josh Downs, 27 to Buffalo. I think that's a wild, wild situation to be able to see Josh Downs going over Quinton Johnson or Jalen Hyatt. Josh Downs, I think, could be a very, very complete guy all around. Um, I mean, he's done really, really well over at North Carolina, but I think it's weird to think that Quinton Johnson not even getting picked up so far in the first, first round with Jalen Hyatt also being there too. So moving on, 28, Luke Musgraves to Cincinnati Bengals, big pickup for him. New Orleans, Miles Murphy. Once again, that's another guy I kept thinking about that at 21 we could go after. I mean, one of the best effort players in the draft is what one GM said. You got to love that. Joey Bosa is a very good, high effort, high energy kind of guy too on the field that really wants to get after the player with the ball. And um, Miles Murphy could be a great compliment to that. Philadelphia, Jameer Gibbs, running back. Wild to see that he got into the 30th pick, but understand this. John Robinson did not get to them at 10. This is where 
Do they want to go with Jameer Gibbs or would they like to trade this pick to get Austin Eckler? Dude, that is just a straight up dog as a player. 40 plus touchdowns basically in the last two years. Would a 30 pick be worth going after Austin Eckler? Possibly. They still went with a running back at 30. Kansas City at 31. Osiris Torrance, guard. Build that O-line. Smart idea, right? You build, you, you win and lose games based upon the line. We know that very much so on our team for the Chargers. We lost a lot of games based upon we can't stop the run. We lost a lot of games because our O-line was a little shaky. Probably the smart move, and that's why Kansas City is where they're at, in my opinion. So that's where it was at. There was a lot in there of players that found a way into second round. This is the whole thing, guys, that we've chatted about for a while there, that you could find players in the second round that could be very high-quality, high-end players that could really end up elevating your teams. You know, Asante Samuel Jr. right here. He is a high-level player for us. What did he do for us in the playoffs? Phenomenal, phenomenal career game. Multiple picks in a game. So I'm just saying, trade-down scenarios, if Peter King's mock draft is accurate, nobody's Mock draft is accurate, by the way, in, at any level. But he is basically stating that there's going to be some really good, high-quality players left in the second round all around. So I'm excited about seeing how this draft shakes up. I'm excited to be able to see how everything kind of pans out for this team and for the Chargers. This is a big draft for us, and I think it's a big draft for us for the future, big draft for us to be able to think about what's going on for next year and choices that we got to make for next year for players on this team. So once again, guys, Based upon Peter King's draft, mock draft, what are some other players that they kind of see that ended up jumping into the second round and being available? Would we jump up if we start seeing some of these guys come up into the second round? Kalajic Kansi is one of those guys that I think would be phenomenal to be on this team. Tom Tylesco talked a lot about we don't have huge needs, but we got some gaps that we do need to fill as in for depth. So I don't know, man. It would be awesome to be able to have Kalijah on this team, I think it would be phenomenal to be able to have him out there. And, and maybe we got a uh, a very, very solid nose tackle for once <laughs> on this team that could be a beast. So let me know what your guys' thoughts are on this. Excited about it all around, too. Um, you know, I do think that there's other players, and I'm just going to say real quick, uh, Xavier Smith, Florida A&M wide receiver, Florida A&M wide receiver, has met with the Chargers. If you guys know anything about him, look up his, his um, highlights. Phenomenal guy, um, two over 1,000-yard seasons, great downfield threat, good route running, does well in the red zone, finds his way to get open, 4-3-4-4 four, four, four type speed kind of guy. That's one of those guys that we've met with that I think could be a phenomenal guy later rounds too. I'm just saying we don't really have to go very high on a wide receiver unless we're really looking at 2024 as making shifts in the wide receiver position. So. Who knows? But either way, getting a, a, a guy for Justin Herbert as another weapon is massive for us. Speed is necessary, in my opinion. So let me know your guys' thoughts on this. Love to be able to hear what you guys think. I'm excited to be able to see what this draft does bring for us. We're Once again, we are doing a full live of the first round draft. Um, we'd love to be able to have you on there. We might even have anybody want to jump on the podcast to be able to chat about the picks, too or chat about the draft and everything too. So love to be able to hear from you guys. Love to see you guys on the live on Thursday. So once again, guys, like, subscribe, sub. Appreciate it, guys. Bolt Bros. Let's go.